All right, everybody. I'm just going to get going here. It's 10.30 at night. I'm just chilling. I'm having a good time. My name is Matt. This is my first pod. Um, we talk about whatever we want here. Recovery, whether you want to talk about recovery or just whatever you want to talk about. General discussion. We're going to get some smooth jazz going here. Um, that's not the smooth jazz. Let's get off of here. Let's do this. Get on actual YouTube. YouTube meet. Okay. So we'll get some jazz going here. I enjoy. I've been. I've actually really enjoyed the smooth listening of jazz. Turn that shit down just a wee bit. There we go. So. Mainly, um, I'm new to this podcasting thing. This is my first podcast, obviously. I'm just recording it for the very, very first time. Um, I am new to the podcasting program. I've never done it before. I used to stream on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the Crimson Tick. <clears throat> oh, hang on. I got a buddy calling me real quick. Hey, hello. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hola, mi amiga. What are you up to? Oh, getting high and going back to work. How about you? Um, I am doing my first podcast recording. Oh. Yes. Why is it not picking up on the right camera? Yeah, you called before I was sleeping. Did I? Well, I hope I didn't interrupt your buzz. That's this camera. I need... This camera. Oh. It didn't do shit. Hang on, just one second. I gotta deal with this shit again. <clears throat> Device settings. No. Racial slurs to trigger blacks, right? Sexual ambiguity, uh, political propaganda, and titties for continuity, okay? Are you paying attention? You paying attention to what I'm saying? Titties for continuity, okay? You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? <laughs> you never heard the song Grinch by Dax? No. Or no, Grinch Goes Viral by Dax. Um... So there was this part of that song where he was just going on a rant and he just like he was just he was rapping, he was going hard, and then all of a sudden he just stops and he's like, You wait, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make a new movie and you're gonna pay me to use me. We're gonna add racial slurs to trigger black, sexual ambiguity, uh, political propaganda and titties for continuity. And all of this shit about famous TikTokers and like Charlie Dean and Ashley Ray and all that shit. But yeah, your hair is looking wild, my guy. <clears throat> well, it's a combination of bedhead and hat hair. Yeah, this is my hat hair today. This shit has gone ridiculously. I've, I haven't cut my hair in two years. It's The length of mine has been about six months. Really? That's how and my hair looked. That's probably about what my hair looked like a year ago. 
and my bangs are past my eyebrows. Yeah, that's what my hair looked like about a year ago. I'm not gonna lie. So, but welcome to the pod, my guy. Welcome. It's my first recording. Oh, yeah. I just want to welcome you. Cause it literally as soon Happy birthday by the way. I just want to let you know, just that's why that's the original reason I called earlier was to wish you a happy birthday. <clears throat> Considering this is the la- the the only birthday the last birthday you're gonna have for another four years. Me and Hannah right. me and my daughter, we did the math, right? You're technically technically, legally technically legally by legal technicality, you were only eight years old. Correction, nine. Is it nine? Oh yeah, it is nine, isn't it? Uh huh. What are you smoking? Is that what is that fancy device you got? My dab rig. Uh. Oh shit! You got a hookah tube hooked up to it? Excuse me. Yes, I do. That's amazing. <laughs> I came up with that trick uh, back last year in January when I had the last 13 of my teeth removed. Oh, did you? Yep. I have dentures. I just yeah, me too. These ones right here, they're, they're dentures, but you see that gap right there? Yeah. I punched myself in the face working at the Dandy Mini Mart. Yeah. So what happened is I lost a I lost a fight with a box of, with a box with a a box of pizza dough, frozen pizza dough boxes. I was trying to pull it out of the freezer, right, and my hand slipped. My right hand slipped, and this big knuckle right here on my thumb came up and pff, biffed me right in the fucking mouth, dude. Good God. And it happened at work at 11 o'clock in the morning, an hour and a half into my shift. I got biffed in the face by my own fucking hand at work. And literally the next day I called my buddy up. I said, yo, I need you to drive me down to Waverly so I can get my fucking teeth ripped out. <laughs> Jesus. And I go to work the next day. Everyone was like, what happened? I said, I lost the fight. And they're like, with who? I said, a pizza box. They're like, did you win? I said, you should see the other guy. Like, I fucked that pizza box up, bro. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> it's, it was wild. Yeah, so. Um. Shit. Check this out. I got every season of Family Guy up to season 17. This is only season 13. Hannah's been watching... Hannah has been binge-watching Family Guy for the past two weeks on my DVDs. And with them being uncensored, sometimes I have to... uh, Sometimes I kind of have to uh, monitor her because there was a lot of penis... They were doing a lot of penis stuff on Family Guy. In like season 12, volume 12 or whatever. I've had to literally put my hand over my daughter's face and be like, yo, look the fuck away from the uh, TV. I don't want you to see Peter's penis. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have any recovery stories, Nick? You ever, like, you worked, you worked EMS. Okay, so you probably dealt with a lot of fucking, like, tweakers and shit. What was your worst... Dealing with somebody who was overdosing. Or somebody who has been... Somebody who got called in because they had just wanted to put themselves... They tried to get into recovery, but couldn't because 
they were constantly in and out of the hospital due to un, due to like ODs and unforeseen circumstances. Like say they missed a vein and they three, had to go three in. Three quarters of the freaking calls we go to for overdoses, they get dark handed, they refuse to be transported to the hospital. Really? Yep. See, I've only ever I've only ever had one experience like that, and to be honest, they refused to Narcan me. Did I tell you that? Like my overdose, my accidental overdose, they were they were refusing to Narcan me because when the EMTs got there, I was already blue from like head to toe, right? And by the time EMTs got there, there were just like nobody could tell them what it was that I had OD'd on or what I had done to make me look to you know to have that happen yeah. to me and because they were scared that they were going to get arrested nobody understands that in new york state when the emts are asking what they did it's not to call the cops it's to know that it's safe exactly. to narcan yeah, them exactly like not a lot of people know that and like they just i was just laying there dead for like five minutes bro jesus yeah because the emts would not narcan me until somebody told them what it was that i took and what was it I was told that it was yay. That it was what? White girl. Whatever the fuck that is. Cocaine. I was told that it was cocaine. Oh. And come to find out, it was actually dope. And when I had found out that that's what it was, obviously after my, you know, accidental overdose, because I woke up shivering, freezing, pissed the fuck off yelling and hooting and hollering I need to call my fucking ex-wife you know what I mean like that was the yeah. first thing that came out of my mouth no the first thing that came out of my mouth is I sat straight up as I remember I remember to this day I was laying flat on the floor like this right and when I opened my eyes I had a guy over here girl over here guy right here I'm, I literally sat right to the bucket and I said why the fuck am I so goddamn cold and they're like Matt 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 you need to calm down like I, I guess I was swinging and like all that shit and I was just like why am I so fucking cold like I didn't even have my shirt on I guess they were doing chest compressions for uh for about like a good two minutes they were doing chest compressions and they couldn't get anything back and then but yeah so I woke up and they were actually really surprised at how coherent I was when I sat up like they they asked me my name I said yeah my name is Matthew Kohler blah 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 blah. you know what I mean this is my address you know I got to you know da 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 this that and the third and like I they're like okay um they're like do you think you need any help getting up and I said no I got this I literally stood up on my own two feet walked myself into the back of the ambulance and when they got like well walked myself to the back door and they said oh you have to get on the stretcher if you're gonna ride in the back of the ambulance we have to make sure you're not gonna be you know what I mean like yeah I walked myself to the stretcher for them to put me in the back of the ambulance and then when I got in the back of the ambulance, first thing I said was, I need to call my ex-wife. And so I tried calling my ex-wife, you know Stephanie. Tried calling her, she didn't answer. And literally the same exact day, her boyfriend, well her her new baby dad that she's out west with, fucking gave me his phone number literally just six hours prior to this incident happening. I literally, like after I couldn't get through to Stephanie, I said, look, call this number. 
They called that number. He answered. I said, yo, you need to meet me at this hospital within the next, like, hour, hour and a half, da 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 this, that, and the third. And they're like, why? I said, I'll explain it to you when I get in the car. <laughs> Show's fucking wild, man. Fucking wild as shit. Good God. I don't know what the fuck jazz I'm listening to, but it's some good jazz. Cozy jazz music and bookstore cafe ambiance with relaxing smooth piano jazz music for study, comma, sleeping. And it's just a whole live feed of jazz music on YouTube music. You like my microphone? Yeah. I'm hopping off here. I'm going to go crawl back into bed. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. All right, right, get some sleep. Happy birthday. Enjoy your day. Later. Well, as that was that was a very very fun phone call. I loved that so much because I have not talked to my buddy Nick and oh my god, it's been years. I've seen this dude a couple times in my life. Only you know, only met him a couple times. Hung out with him a few times. Um, the last time I hung out with him, I actually. I remember I was hooked up to a little heart monitor that I had to have attached to me for 30 days. And every single um, thing that happened to me, I had to... Uh, I, had to rec- I had to record it I had to, because there was a little box attached to my hip. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, so I... Yeah, I had to have this little box attached to my hip. And every time I felt short-winded or had chest pains or anything like that, I had to record it on this little box so that way it could get sent to my cardiologist and all the doctors that were doing what they needed to do for me. So after the first time I had actually went up to hang out with my buddy upstate, he lives upstate, he lives about like three or four hours away from me. Oh, excuse me, about three or four hours away from me, yeah. He, uh, I, I had the monitor attached, oh my goodness, excuse me, attached to me, so I, um, literally being upstate, you know, the, the air is thinner, I had to go, Edward, I was reporting so much shit, it's ridiculous, but I'm going to, I don't know if I can pause this, but I'm going to mute my mic for a second. I have to go use the restroom, so enjoy some smooth jazz.
Okay, so I am back, and I'm only going to be back for a short while while I try and gather somebody else to talk to. Um, I got plenty of people that want to talk to me. It's just nobody wants to really be involved with my life, I guess. Well, not even just so much my life. It's just, every, it's just so late. It's 1047. Everybody's got shit to do. I got shit to do in the morning, too. Like, I'm up at 630 in the morning every single day. I'm going to see, I'm going to just go be right back, enjoy some smooth jazz for a few more minutes while I try and find somebody I can get on here to talk to who is able to relate to how I feel in the main topic of discussion, which is, well, the main topic is recovery and addiction, but we can, we, I, like I said, I'm open to discussion. You can talk about whatever we want. It's, it's free range, baby.
right, I am back. Let's see if I can get a good friend of mine on here with me. If not, hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. What's up? Not much. Love you. Just you know, sitting here doing my thing. I was on. I had smooth jazz going for about the last five minutes. Just kind of, just kind of chilling. I actually really enjoy the soothing sound of jazz. Believe it or not, I never I thought jazz I would. Jazz is very relaxing. I never, never really thought I would, but then when I come to find out that it sounds really good in the background of what I'm recording, it mm -hmm. sounds amazing. You know, once I have the fucking the right sounds, you know and coherent with each other i guess mm -hmm. um what did you do today literally nothing <laughs> well that sounds very very exciting i wonder what i did today i had to i sent multiple emails out to multiple people and i had to go to the school district building because i had to get a what's it called an enrollment verification form from the school to prove that everything that I'm doing is really what I am doing in court to show that they're to literally just talking out of their ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just complete bullshit sometimes. Like, I can't... I can't get over the fact that, like, I know, like, so, I don't know if I told you, but they they duly swore in front of the judge yeah. about their statement that they put against me. So I don't know if that, can that get them in contempt of court because they were duly sworn in front of a judge that their statements were true or? Yeah, no, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I think that's how it works, right? Because they were, like, they went in front of a judge to get this um, petition sent through yeah. with their signatures and everything else, like just to get stamped by the judge that they duly swore all their statements were true. So if I go in there with all the proof did not, you know, all the proof that I have showing that I'm doing everything that I need to do with no evidence that they have to back that with them not having any evidence to back themselves up, can they get in contempt of court or? I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, it is technically lying. Right. Because like I said, they they. It, it just baffles me because one, I had one violation on my ass yeah. and my lawyer told me because of that one violation, because of everything that they were claiming to be true or whatever, whatever they were filing against me, mm -hmm. could get me to lose custody. And I'm just like, well, that's funny. Why is it I get one violation and I'm at risk, but this woman had stacks of violations. Right. And no, I still I... had to fight tooth and nail. You know what I mean? No, it seems like, especially when it comes to single dads, they have to, like, prove themselves more. Right, I hate it. And, and honestly, what it is, it's the whole ass state. Because the way this state looks at it is, the mother carries the child. So it's the quote-unquote bonding experience that they get. And the, uh, there's another word for it. It's not the bonding, it's the, the connection, the... Uh, um, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like they, they look at it as just because the mother carried the child for nine months, that that means they're more suitable to take care of a child than Which is the father. Not true in any way. <laughs> right, because there's there's crackheads out there who have six baby dads, get child support for three of them, 
get live off the system and get social security for maybe half of them and they're still smoking crack and they still got all their kids you know what i mean yeah yeah no definitely i completely agree there and like i'm the one who had to fight tooth and nail that's bullshit like just I, I need to know where the double standard lays in this state no new york state is like terrible they're definitely very um mom positive or whatever like and it's true like Ma could be the biggest piece of shit on the planet and dad could have everything going for him and they'll still be like oh nope to mom you go right it's like and i guess i guess i gotta give it to myself because like of all like with the with the fact that i've been five years in recovery Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's i didn't have to go through parenting classes because i straight up told him i said i'm not doing that i'm not going through all this like i can prove to you that i'm you know that i'm clean i can piss clean or whatever you know give me a drug test yeah. right now but when it comes to moms that are like strung out on fucking heroin and cocaine and shit like they don't gotta prove shit they're just right. like oh let me see your house let me see your cupboards okay you got food your house is good you can have your kids like no those kids are in fucking danger at this point i did like, everything oh, i could like, do to make my kids safe and they got a single blanket you're good mom yeah <laughs> Dad but, could have like an entire ensemble of everything he needs, and exactly. still not I could good have enough. A whole, I could have a whole ass five bedroom mansion, food. My my fridge could be flooded with food. My cabinets overflowing with spaghettios or whatever, and a nice couch. You know, like it's just a nice ass house. And mm-hmm. I'm the one who still gets the shit under the stick because they're just like, oh well, you're in a mom state, so we have to look. We have to think of the benefit of the mom like okay well not all moms are like that and not all dads are like that either like i'm, I'm a good example you know what i mean like, like okay but ahead. like what happens though when you're in a situation like that and the other parent just like up and leaves and you're obviously doing everything you can like why are you still being judged yeah <laughs> Like one, like one parent literally can just dip out and fucking choose a whole new life. Whereas, you know, like when when I was when I was back using, when I was hard on hard on the shit, I yeah. still made made it a fact to make sure my kids were one hundred percent of the time. Like even when I was running with the main guy out here, like I would make sure I would make sure that I was never under the influence. If it was if if it was a day that I had to see my kids, I would make sure I would never be under the influence on the times that I had to see my kids. And mm-hmm. then if it was, you know, during the times that I went to see my kids for visitation or whatever, and I went to meet up with my head dude, he would ask me if I wanted to chill for a little bit and do something. I said no, I gotta go see my kids. Like that's like like he gave me the ultimate respect for that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like my my head's always been in the right spot. So that's why it baffles me. So so say like in a situation where a mom, where a woman is pregnant and she dies giving birth to that child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so would the dad still have to go through legal situations because of the fact that, you know, yeah, he may be on the birth certificate, but because regard, depending on what state you're in, I guess, like, so New York state, for example, being a mom state, yeah. The mom carries a baby full term, dies giving birth. The dad's right there. He signed a birth certificate, everything, da-da-da-da-da. Would he still have to go through the legal the legal litigations 
to make sure that that child is in good hands with him? Or would they just grant him that child regardless of the fact, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess it depends on state to state, situation to situation, because I think I have read stories where that has happened and dad still had to fight tooth and nail to get their child back or whatever, but it's just stupid. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, can, I can imagine a situation like that, you know what I mean? Like, say, like say a woman went, in, say a, a mom went into, like, premature labor because she, you know, like, okay, say say she was strung out and she was still using while she was pregnant or whatever, you know what I mean? Somehow she managed to make it to at least, like, 36 weeks, right? That baby's four weeks premature. Right. She goes in the hospital because of an overdose which puts her into a premature labor she's like nine times out of ten like because she with it being four weeks that's what that's four weeks as a month that's that's well more than 28 days at that point she's already rehabilitated you know what i mean yeah are they still gonna grant her the access to be able to be a proper caregiver for that child or would they just automatically be like oh dad what do you think and then the dad could give his opinion and then they would still look at the mom and be like oh well you see well she's doing better now you know she you know what i mean like they, they look at the fact of the now as opposed to the then which i guess is not a bad thing you know what i mean but at the end mm-hmm. of the day like there's still some like i know some moms that be that have been using like their whole pregnancy or whatever mm-hmm. lose their kids as soon as they give birth to it and then still go out and get pregnant over and over and over and over again. Like, where is the line where the hospital is going to be like, okay, this woman needs to get fixed. Like, I guess that, I know that's against HIPAA rights, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like, if it's, if it was a dad, if it was a situation with a man, like, oh, this man shouldn't have any more kids. Let's get him a vasectomy. And it's, it's done like right then and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as opposed to a mom, like you can't force a woman to do to change her biology, but a man can change his on the snap of a finger because, you know, we're not the ones. Apparently, we're not the ones that are providing all the nutrients and all the good shit that the baby needs and everything. Yeah. Well, that's a thing that um, a lot of moms can use in conjunction to keeping their child or whatever it's like oh i'm breastfeeding i'm breastfeeding you know and they're just i don't know All right but but this mom could be breastfeeding but she could also be drinking like a fucking you oh, know yeah. what i mean she could be a, a dead-ass alcoholic she could drink a glass of wine an hour before she breastfeeds but whether or not it's been an hour in between times that alcohol is still going to be in her system. You know what I mean? It's still going to be in her blood. That blood goes through while she's breastfeeding or whatever. She, that baby's still going to get a hint of whatever else. No, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Whereas... I don't know. I, I think, I, think I, I lost myself on that tangent for a little bit. I lost my train of thought for a second. Uh-huh. No, it seems like what you're getting down to is that mom can basically do whatever the hell she wants yeah in this state definitely in this, in this state, state no, i definitely. completely agree. in this state's completely fucked up in a lot of ways like i don't know how many dad states are out there but i'm pretty sure they're more mainly down south as opposed to here in the east coast you know what i mean yeah and i say the east coast broadly you know like new york massachusetts maine rhode island this yeah, whole area like, like, not like down south yeah. like kentucky like the new england area yeah 
know. Like this whole New England area that we're in is just complete shit when it comes to single dads. And I fucking hate it. Hate it with a passion. Yeah, nope. I, yep, I've had plenty of single dad friends who have to fight tooth and nail all the time. And it's, it's just ridiculous to get contempt of court or their rights stripping for like strip stripped for like the dumbest reasons right like like i said that's why i was confused like how the fuck is this woman gonna have one violation on me and i'm at risk of losing custody but this woman had stacks of violations from me because i didn't get medical records i didn't get anything that well her lawyer was when i got custody i was actually supposed to get all the records and shit from her lawyer that her lawyer never sent to me so i was putting that shit as violation 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 and somehow they kept getting past it they kept literally postponing the court date because the lawyer was just like oh i can't make it that day i can't make it that day except for the what except for when it came to the day where i got custody yeah um the lawyer was like oh i can't make that day i got another thing going on that same day and the judge was just straight up like oh well if you can make it to one, you can make it to another, and that was the day I got custody. So, like, I don't understand where this lawyer... I don't even know where this lawyer... Like, this lawyer... This this lawyer... This lawyer comes from Watkins, you know, about, like, 40 minutes away. And, like... I'm not gonna name names, but you, you probably know who I'm talking about. If I, I'll, I'll message it to you later. And, yeah. um... Like, I don't know how much this woman gets paid to do her job, but her job is literally, like, she talks, she's, she's talked so much out of her ass just with the past, the last statement that they got against me. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm more or less thinking that they're going to get caught in contempt because they straight up lied to the judge with the statement that they made with, with nothing to back it up because we had a conference the other day, mm-hmm. and when... At the end of the conference, my lawyer talked to me. They said they were just going to give me soul right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because I had nothing backing myself up, as opposed to her lawyer not having anything to back herself up, she, her lawyer could apparently get everything that she needed to back up her statement to make to make me look bad, and then I would automatically lose. So yeah. I'm getting. I got emails. I got enrollment verification. Everything that I did to prove that I've actually done what I did as opposed to what their statement said that I wasn't doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this woman's paying all this money for this lawyer just to literally lose and it's going to come back in their face when they actually do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I just find it so fucking wild. This whole state is wild to me. Especially when it comes to dads like me, you know what I mean? Because, like, there's so many fucking deadbeats out there who actually do drugs, and they say they want to get better, but they don't, they don't take, like, they'll start taking the initiative, and then they're just like, oh, well, you know, one bad, one bad thing happens, you know what I mean? Like, say, in my situation, I live in income housing, okay? So, this guy got off the street, he wanted to do better because he's like, okay, I want to, I want to get better for myself. I want to get off the street. I'm going to take advantage of the services that are available with available for me in the, in the residing area. So why don't we make a wish? It's 11-11. So why don't we, you know, so why don't, you know, so he takes the initiative. He gets off the street. He find, you know, whether or not he gets himself arrested for petty larceny to spend, you know, maybe five, ten days in jail, get himself a shower, get himself cleaned up. He goes, he goes to the library, gets himself 
into the Department of Social Services, gets himself set up with everything. You know, he's rolling, he's on the ball with everything. Then all of a sudden, one bad thing happens, and then he relapses. And then he fucks everything up. He's right back where he started. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what's really sad. Like, I, I hate the population of homeless people because I know that's the majority of how it is with those people because they know their service is available for them, but they're more scared of the fact that one downfall is going to be the rest of their life and they're in this they just have such a negative mindset about it that they think that like I said you know I mean they can be rolling with DSS cash assistance they be looking for jobs they got you know they're in the shelter you know even you know even the shelter is better than living on the street you know what I mean like they got a roof over their head they gotta yeah they gotta abide by a curfew but at the end of the day that's all gonna pay off because they're doing what they need to do for themselves and their children if they have any Mm -hmm. so they can you know prove themselves liable as a actual functional person of society who's not going you know who's not suffering from drug addiction or you know yeah recovery is hard I can tell you that right now recovery is the hardest thing I've ever gone through but quitting cigarettes I'm I'm gonna point it out quitting cigarettes is harder Quitting cigarettes for me is harder than it was for me to quit meth. And that's a whole ass fact. Like, I quit meth easier than it is for me to quit cigarettes. Yeah, uh, sorry dude, my meds are kicking in. <laughs> do what? Sorry dude, my meds are kicking in. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. Uh, I'm just, uh... No, I'm, I'm just... listening and I do agree with you completely. Like, it's, it's just really sad. But then again, at the, at the end of the day, being in New York State as a single dad, like, say a homeless woman walks up to me on the street, like some random-ass crackhead lady who I've never yeah. met before, you know, sees me walking down the street with my kids, and, you know, say Hannah has a hole in her pants because she just ate shit on the sidewalk for mm-hmm. skipping too fast, you know what I mean? Yeah. That woman could literally be like, oh... Like, within that second, that woman could be like, oh, hey, there's this guy walking down such and such street with his daughter. She's got a hole in her pants. She's dirty, da-da-da-da-da. And all of a sudden, Child Protective Services is on my ass. I'm going to court. This homeless lady shows up at the courthouse, all cleaned up, this, that, and the third, da-da-da-da-da. And she can have more, she can get, she can gain rights for my kids for that shit. You know what I mean? Like, only in this state can a stranger gain rights of somebody else's kids. Like, I wish I understood the algorithm of how New York State worked, but when it comes down to it, I, I fucking can't. I literally do not understand how a person who could be addicted, mm-hmm. an alcoholic, I mean, I'm a functional alcoholic, I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? Like, I'll admit it. I'll, I'll admit it. I'll admit it right on my podcast. I'm, an, I'm a functional alcoholic. I got this. But at the same time, you know, I still got my shit in order. Whereas this somebody who could be an un, uh, dysfunctional alcoholic who's high on crack all the time could fight me in court and I could possibly lose because I'm a single dad and, you know, oh, she's a woman, you know, da-da-da-da-da, feel bad for her, this, that, and the third. No offense to you, you know what I mean? No, 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 not at all. Like, that's how society looks at it. Society is like, oh, women are soft creatures. We got to... We gotta make, they're soft creatures, they're nurturers, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. No, 
dads can be just as nurturing as moms. We're just a little bit harder because, you know, we we have testosterone. So we have more of a genetic advantage, more of a, not genetic advantage, more of a uh, superior advantage. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, my dad raised me by himself for a lot of my life. Right. And it's usually, and the, the, the sad thing about like single dads is like this is the uh, the, soci- the societal standards is like it's not very it's it's very very uncommon here in upstate New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when it is a common thing, everyone's just like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you! I'm so proud of you!" Like they're try- they try, everybody tries so hard to praise me, and like mm-hmm. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like I love the praise that I got because I fought tooth and nail for seven fucking years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now that I know I'm at where I'm at and I'm good and we're good, like, at this point, I don't need praise. I just need to know, like, I just need everybody to know that, like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to be distant for a little bit because, like, I'm raising teenagers. So yeah. there's that. Um, I just, ah, what am I trying to say? I don't have... I, I, it's not even just the patience. I, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm drawing a blank. My cat's got my tongue. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I, I fought tooth and fucking nail, dude. And like my situation where their mom's out west, that's what made it hard because she had to be on the telephone being three hours behind you know Mm -hmm. this that and the third and when you know so me and the other woman plus their mother were on the phone like me and the mother we're we're, we see eye to eye you know what I mean like they would have given they would have given me soul right there like I said if I had all documentation to prove them wrong because they didn't have anything to prove themselves right so now my only fear is that um, because I gave I had to email everything that I had to my lawyer her lawyer and their mom that her lawyer is going to turn around and use that documentation like oh look what I got you know what I mean yeah like, yeah, you got that from me because that's my signature on it from my email you didn't go and get that yourself because they, they asked for ID for that shit. So there's no way anybody would have anybody else would have been able to go get it anyways, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess that my biggest fear is them throwing the fact that I drink and I smoke and and on occasion, you know, I you know, on occasion I smoke weed. But mm-hmm. me being I'll be I'll be recovered for 5 years in March. And my biggest thing is them throwing my past of methamphetamines addiction against me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, if that, them using that as a last resort to be like, oh, he did this back then, so you need to test him because I can pull up, like, I, I can just hear it in my head. Like, they're going to be talking about, like, they can pull up the fact that how I was the number one suspect for Curtis's switch coming up missing on his birthday because I supposedly stole it and sold it for drugs because I'm... You know, once an addict, always an addict kind of thing. You know what I mean? Even though I was a year, I was a year into being clean off of the amphetamines at that point when my ex-wife called me and said, I know 
she, she literally like word for word she was just like I know you don't want to hear it but I have to ask you because she's the one who told me to call you and ask you but did you steal Curtis the switch and sell it for drugs I'm like are you fucking stupid like you're st- one you're stupid to call me and ask me and two you're stupid to believe that she seems to think that you know what I mean yeah like even when I was on drugs I was never a scumbag and if I and I would never steal from my kids like ever I would always I I would make sure they had I would make sure they had for them before I had for me right, even during yeah. even even during my addiction you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I would buy shit for them like if I say I had like Say I had like twenty dollars in my pocket. We go to the gas. We go to the convenience store, and you know I get them snacks or a drink or whatever. Whatever I got left over, as long as I did for them, they're good. I got you know I got me with the rest of that. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's where people don't seem to understand. It's honestly the bad. The worst thing about addiction is the stigma. The yeah. stigma of addiction is the worst thing in the world because the minute you start. The minute, the minute anybody becomes an addict, not not by choice, you know, nobody chooses to be addicted. Yeah, they choose to do the drug that they got addicted to, but the addiction takes over, But and they don't choose that addiction. They choose to stop the drugs, which in then part chooses, you know, makes the addiction just stop. You know what I mean? They have to choose to stop doing the drugs, but they can't choose whether they're addicted or not. Like, like what's a good example? I can't use. I I cannot honestly think of a good example of an a, a quote unquote addiction that's not brain altering. You know what I mean? Like a brain altering substance. So like so say. Okay, so like people are people who say they're addicted to chocolate. Okay, there is no chemical in that chocolate that's gonna alter your brain to where you want to sit there and you're gonna fiend and you're gonna pick and you're gonna sell your whole ass house just for a Hershey bar. You know what I mean? Or even a Hershey kiss. Like, that's how I look at addiction. I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel as if that's the... I, I feel as if that should be the way people look at addiction, but everybody looks at it differently. Like, some people just say, oh, I'm addicted to sex. I'm addicted to this. I'm addicted to that. But are you really addicted to it? Or do you just enjoy it that much to where you think you can't live without it? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. an addiction... You in addiction, you would do anything and everything to get what you want. Like drug addicts, they'd be sucking dicks for, for the shit. They'd be selling their whole ass house. They'll get rid of their clothes off their back just to get some, you know, just to get a fix. You ain't doing that for no chocolate. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You're not doing that for chocolate. You ain't doing that for sex unless you're a prostitute. Um, and you ain't doing that for anything else that's not literally altering your mind to make you mm-hmm. think differently to say, hey, I'm gonna do this. To get what I want for 15, 20, 24, you know, 15 minutes to 40 minutes to an hour, maybe 15 hours. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing in this world other than methamphetamines, heroin. I can't say psychedelics because that's a whole different substance. But between methamphetamines and heroin, there's no other substance between those two that's going to alter your mind to put you in another perspective to think that you got to go above and beyond to get what you want. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're killing people, just if you're killing people to have sex, then I that, that that's a whole different story. You know what I mean? Like that's not an addiction. That's a whole ass problem. 
Like, does that make sense? <clears throat> she left me. She left me, but it's okay. I, I made, I'm glad I made my point though, because that's literally all it's about. Like, if you're, if there's that chocolate and that fucking, that chocolate and that dick, that's not gonna alter your brain activity to make you wanna sell your house, to make you wanna kill people, to make you wanna rob people. You ain't gonna, I'm telling you right now, you ain't robbing, ain't nobody robbing anybody for chocolate, okay? Chocolate is not an addiction. What it is, is chocolate's an aphrodisiac, first of all. So the aphrodisiac is a whole different chemical compound in your brain that tells you, hey, I feel good. But when it comes to addiction, like like when it comes to methamphetamines and heroin, they're literally altering your dopamine receptors to be like, okay, I want to feel good, so I'm going to do anything I can to feel good. Like, I'm going to rob this person. I'm going to shoot this person. I'm going to do anything and everything that I can to rob this person to get what I want. Even if it's just for, like, ten fucking dollars, man. Like, that's that's what it's all about. And it, it, it's really sad because, like I said, I'm, I'm a recovered addict. I've said it a hundred times. I'm a recovered addict. I've been recovered for two years. The legal statistics of meth users that get clean is 2%. Well statistics of meth users that get clean and stay clean is two percent and i got that tattooed straight on my hand i i hate that it's such a low number but at the same time when it comes down to it the only reason that statistic is so high is because no nobody wants to help these people the way that they need it like i don't believe that addiction is a disease i don't believe that addiction is a choice either at the, at the end of the day, you choose to do the drugs, but you're not choosing to be addicted. You know what I mean? Like a disease is something that you can't get rid of, like AIDS or herpes or, you know what I mean? Like, or like e even like, like m massive diseases, you know, even mental disorders. Like I can't get rid of the fact that I have ADHD. I have drug-induced disorders too due to the fact that I was an addict at one point. But like I said, I didn't choose to have these addictions. I didn't choose to have these mental disorders that came with it. I chose to do the drug. And I also chose to not do the drug too. Like I got off the drug on my own just as much as I got on the drug on my own. So when it comes down to, it's all about just willpower. In all honesty, like willpower is where it's at and there's no, there's not enough willpower in this world because especially where I'm living at, like, well, not even just where I'm living, like just the whole world, there's not enough willpower for somebody to want to get clean and stay clean because of all the negativity in the world, which is why I'm here. Like I'm here to spread the word, everybody. I... I believe that there is more positivity. I'm here to sp well, I'm here to spread the word of positivity when it comes to getting clean and staying clean because I've done it. I did a cold turkey. I didn't go to rehab. 
I chose not to do it medicinally. And I just, I said, I was done with it. I said, I don't want to do it anymore. And I didn't. I had my relapses. Yeah, relapses, unfortunately, as much as nobody wants to hear it, relapses are a part of recovery. But it's not always a bad thing because then that means, say, okay, so say you relapse from trying to get clean from the first initial time that you use. Say you go a week. Okay, there's a week, maybe five, six days, and you relapsed. Okay, so now you have a bullet point. You have a, you, I don't want to say a schedule, but you have from point A to point B. Okay, I used, I went six days without using. Yeah, was it, was it the worst six days of your life? I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure shit it was. But now that may, now after you use that initial time after six days, you're going to be like, okay, when you start to come down, oh, I don't like the way that I feel. You know what I mean? Like eventually that feeling of not wanting to do it anymore is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. But that's only if you have the willpower to do it. Now, I respect those people who go to rehab to do it because, you know, it's not like I didn't go to rehab because I don't believe in it, you know, and I have my own views on it. But those who go to rehab and believe that that system works, more power to you. I'm here for you. I love you. You know, we're all clean one way or another. But in my experience, I went I went a week, and then I used again. And then I didn't like the way I felt after I was coming down after not using for a week. And I, and then using that one time. So then, you know, I, I extended my time. You know what I mean? It's not that I wanted I how do I how do I explain this without making it sound like I wanted I wanted to relapse because I didn't. Relapses are a part of recovery, as I'm saying. So when a week goes by and I use, it's mainly usually because like, okay, I've had enough of this shit. I mean, I couldn't, and I couldn't hold on any longer. So yeah, I chose to, I chose to go out and buy the drug, but I didn't use it as soon as I bought it. I literally would wait until I was done coming down to do it again. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So like, I didn't choose, I guess that doesn't sound any better either. Relax. There's no easy way to, there's no way to explain my, uh, way of recovery because it does not make any sense to anybody. I did, I did a cold turkey. I did a cold turkey, but I had my relapses and I will be five years clean come this March. I don't know the exact date. Um, let me, let me just mute this real quick. Enjoy the smooth sounds of jazz. I got to get a hold of somebody real quick. I'm back. Um, couldn't get a hold of anybody. 
I was trying to get a hold of somebody who would be able to easily explain it to me without, I guess without judgment. Well, someone, someone who's been there, someone who's been there for me for the four years that I went through it, if you'll just be right back, someone is knocking at my door. Come to find out there was nobody at my door. But, like I said, I wish I could get the one person that I need to help me explain how my um, process was to get clean. Because there was, like, she was there. Like, she was there through it all. Like, through my whole addiction. The whole four years that I was addicted and even into me getting clean. Like, she, there's one person I wish she would find me. And give me a call because as hard of a time as I'm having to explain it, I know she can help explain it even better. But we're getting on. I'm going to cut this podcast off here. Um, anybody who really enjoys listening to this podcast, um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, Maddie Kohler, M-A-T-T-Y-K-O-H-L-E-R. Um, find me on Facebook. Um, I plan on doing these podcasts. I can usually only do them for about a mate. Like, it will probably only be a few hour long episodes because of... So these podcasts, are, these casts are only gonna, probably going to be about a little bit, you know, a little hour, hour and a half long due to the fact that, you know, I, I have to wait till my kids go to bed to do a recording, but it's okay, you know, but um, yeah, if you really enjoy these podcasts, find me on Facebook at Maddie Kohler and, you know, I'll, keep, I'll try to keep these episodes going as much as I can. They may not always be about addiction recovery. But there's always, we get, we always find, I always find someone 
who always has something to talk about. You know what I mean? And that's that's all it's about. We got good vibes. We got good, um, just good vibrations. You know what I mean? Nothing negative. No, all good goose raba. We don't need, we don't need none of that negative bullshit going on. But that's just all we're here for. We're just all here for good vibes and good chill. You know, the, the main topic that we do, that I do try to talk about is addiction recovery because it's it's a hard topic to talk about because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a recovered addict and I, I know the struggle and I only, and I know there's a very select few people that know what that struggle is as well. But they go, they're going through it differently than how I am. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, I chose to do it. I chose to do a cold turkey so I see the real world. I didn't go to rehab and, like I said, no offense to rehabs. I didn't get brainwashed into believing that this thing or another, this, that, and the third. To think that, you know, I did it on my own. I see the real world for what it is after getting off drugs on my own so my brain is still rewiring itself so i know it's not an easy topic for some people it's very easy topic for me if you can get me if you can get me on a tangent like i have been to where i can just go 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 i just gotta find the right person and the right person is unfortunately at work right now so she can't help me out she can't help me keep she can't help keep the conversation going um, I gotta give a shout out to my friend Sam, my friend Nick. They were nice enough to join in my podcast with me earlier today. Um, so I also am a streamer on Twitch. I well, I try to stream on Twitch as often as I can. You can go ahead and follow me at Twitch.tv/slash/TheCrimsonTick. That's Twitch.tv/slash, well backslash, TheCrimsonTick. So, enjoy you guys. I appreciate, I will see you guys, I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.